Faith and Failures podcast. Let's go ahead and run. Um, so you probably see by the, the the title and topic of this live stream. So we're going to kind of be doing separate watching of videos. So these are going to come out separate, but in the live stream today, we're going to do them all together. And we're going, if you have not watched yet, The Sound of Freedom uh, with Jim Caviezel. Did I say his name right? Uh, he is a, a actor that he, in the passion of the Christ, he played Jesus. So he, that's, that's that guy. So make sure you go and check out uh, this. If you don't know what it is, The Sound of Freedom, we're going to watch the official trailer together. And let me see if my stuff's lined up because apparently it got jacked with a minute ago. I'll tell you, man, all this, all this stuff. There we go. The Sound of Freedom in a World. I used to do that to my son all the time, and he'd finish it because I used to say, Tristan gets a spanking, and then he started doing it. All right, so let's watch this. I don't think I can do this job, Tim. As soon as I lay down, all these see are those kids' faces. How long have you been doing this? Twelve years. How do you do it? It is the fastest-growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Señor Timoteo, ¿verdad? Quizá puedas ayudarme a encontrar a mi... Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What will we do? Shivering stars drift around in the sky. We're Homeland Security. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. This is my one chance to put those pieces back together. We're talking about extracting an 11-year-old girl from an army of rebels. Not just her. I'm talking about rescuing hundreds of kids. She could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow. Bangkok, LA. Over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. If we do nothing, someday it's gonna reach the likes of you. What if this was your daughter? Wherever I go, I find my way home. If you would like to help us expose the Oh, actually, I didn't know this was at the end of it. Let's watch this. Horrible reality of human trafficking by bringing this true powerful story to the big screen. Express interest now at angel.com slash freedom. That's pretty cool. So uh, now I know this didn't come out just like last week. I really like this video. This uh, trailer came out eight months ago. I think the, the video itself came out five months ago. But I held off watching it because like I did. I guess I didn't know what the, the video or what the movie was like. I knew what it was about, but I didn't want to watch something that was going to make me sick inside, if that makes sense. And thank God, like if you if you've been holding out too, and you're like, I don't know if I want to watch something like that. Like it it does not get graphic, but it does have implications. Like it does like imply certain things when when the scene cuts or whatever. And uh, then they one of the little boys, the the boy that was sitting in that van, uh, he they examined him once they rescued him not to be a spoiler alert, but they rescued him and they said that there was recent sh signs of, of physical abuse. So obviously sexual things have been happening, but like, this is something that is until you watch something like this and you realize 
that it actually exists. Okay. For instance, like I have been guilty of sometimes putting my head in the sand and not worrying about it because it's not in my face. Does that make sense? Like, I I don't know how you do or how things hit you, but sometimes things that are so dark and gruesome, I don't want to think about them because it makes my stomach turn. Is if that makes sense? So, um, somebody actually, I think it was a lady from my church. She sent me a message and said, Hey, the sound of freedom is on Amazon prime. So I wanted you to know that if you have Amazon prime, it's actually on there for now for free. So, um, there's a verse actually that he says in the sound of freedom. And I wanted it, I wanted to, uh, read it to y'all. So this is, a uh, the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's Matthew chapter 18. And Jesus is being asked these questions by the disciples. And really, I think they're asking uh, for their own selfish gain. Obviously, like most of us do, we, we end up gravitating towards what can I get out of the situation? What can I get out of this relationship? Or if you're amongst other people, like, Who's the best? All right, so uh, look at this with me. It says, we'll just read it and start at verse one, but verse six is what I'm wanting to, verse six is actually what he quotes uh, from the Bible. So you'll hear that in the movie. At this time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him. So like I said, remember I said a minute ago about fasting and prayer, that fasting is doing something physical to, to have a spiritual benefit. So here Jesus is once again showing or teaching a spiritual lesson with a physical example. So verse two, it says, he called the little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now remember this, because in verse six, this comes back around a full circle. Now, remember, he's, or if you read, he says, unless you change and become like little children, not to be childish, but to be childlike. Okay, that's very important for spiritual maturity, which is what I beat in the heads of my, my uh, church people all the time, because that's lacking in the church house. We need to be spiritually mature so that we can make disciples. That's our whole mission and purpose and goal. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So he's paralleling a physical child to spiritual children. And he's giving this as this is your answer for the greatest. If you humble yourself, I will raise you up. If you become like a child, I will. Now, what is it? Why does he say a child? If you think about this, my little baby right now is about to be three months old. She's not to that. She's laughing and giggling and, you know, screaming and all that, all the fun stuff. But she's going to come to an age just like my 15 year old did to where she's going to be in awe and wonder of her parents. And the older we get, the more mature we get, the wiser we get, the more full of knowledge we get, the less we think our parents know the less we think our parents have ever actually seen anything. Like, I have a 15-year-old child, okay? Pray for me. <clears throat> 15-year-old boy. And sometimes he, his mouth writes checks 
that his backside can't cash. And so when I come for the deposit, he can't figure out why. He's like, I don't understand why I'm in trouble. You're just being mean to me. No. You're acting like you've done something in life and you've been here a blip, like an instant. Okay, the same, but when, when a little child is talking with their dad or with their mom, I, I could have told my son at the age of three or four, when he was a small child, I could have told him and convinced him that the sky was actually green instead of blue. And he would have grew up his whole life confused, conflicted, and probably arguing, getting in fights, saying, no, my dad said. Now, why? Because there's something about childlike faith and childlike wonder that God desires for us to submit our, humble ourselves, submit ourselves before him to be like that so that when he speaks and he tells us things and he desires things for us, we are eager ready and waiting and hanging on every word that he says because we know his word does not return void and we know his word is true. So let's go on. And whoever comes to me as such a child in my name welcomes me. Whosoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Now verse six, now this is the one they quoted from the movie. Said, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, so Remember, he's parallel in the two. To stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. So now let me throw this out there. I was actually going to do an episode on this. I may still do it. I may use this verse. But I have seen... Christian, hold on, let me get here. I've seen Christian women, girls, whatever, get mad and angry at guys that look at them when they're in leggings, uncovered, skin tight, and their woohoo is showing. Like there's obvious definition of what they got going on down there. And I this is not an excuse for men, but men are those that we are turned on and we go towards sight. Like that's our hangup. Women are more emotional. They're tied up into feelings and getting to know. Guys, it's just the way we're wired. It's the way you're wired, ladies. I mean, that's the way that it is. So that being said, it is equal parts the man's responsibility to look away and not gawk over, to not lust after, because Jesus said, if you lust, you have already committed adultery. It's equal parts the woman's responsibility to dress modest so that you do not present yourself to stumble or to make to be a stumbling block for your fellow brothers. That's your responsibility. This is one reason, a, a big reason. Um, I respect my wife so much because she goes out of her way to come to me and ask me. Is this too revealing? Can you see this? Can you, you know, questions that we should be asking each other to help each other be pure and stay holy before an almighty God. Get off that soapbox. Let's continue. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. If It, it is better for your entire life 
or sorry, it is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet to be thrown in an eternal fire. Man's talking about hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. Well, I tell you what, we'd have a bunch of one-eyed dudes walking around. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than have two eyes to be thrown into the fire of hell. So this verse right here is what what the the main thing they said, but I just I went off on a tangent on that. But that being said, it was surreal for me to watch this cuz I, I Tristan our 15-year-old he watched it too with us. And it was it was heartbreaking because it's dramatized. It's it's written for the screen. You know, there may be different. There's a lot of controversy. And well, this didn't happen that way, and that didn't happen this way. For the dumb people saying that, it's called dramatic effect. Okay, not every story told is the most amazing story. So you have to add some extra things to it, some extra drama, some action. You know, there's all kinds of things that you put in there that may not be actual things. Um, that's facts. But so Amazon Prime right now they are. Uh, streaming it live for free if you have Amazon Prime. Faith and Failures Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you could be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.